welcome to this new episode of our podcast. I'm Kat. And I'm Steph. And this is how we Hallmark. Welcome to our next episode. Uh, the Hallmark we've watched today was A Timeless Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, Kat, do you want to give us our synopsis? Yeah. So, a man travels from 1903 to 2020, where he meets a tour guide at his historic mansion and gets to experience a 21st century Christmas. That's our synopsis that the internet tells us. Which, Catherine, did you read before watching the movie? Did you read the synopsis? I did not know anything about this movie. (laughs) I hardly even paid attention to the title. So... (laughs) Yeah, I knew nothing about this movie going into it, and I was really confused when we started in 1903. I was like, is the whole movie in this time period? This guy, Charles, he had this clock that he was going to give to his fiance at the beginning of the movie, and he just uh, wound it or something, and then all of a sudden he was spinning out of his mind and then he was uh, like in 2020 yeah over 100 years in the future i think the the clock had the um the the poem something like turn it at the moon and love will find you soon (laughs) don't quote me on it the christmas moon like wind it up at the christmas moon and then yeah, true love will find you soon. So I also think he, it was broken. Oh, that's right. It was broken. But yeah, didn't and he so I think it? I, well, I think he was trying to fix it, and that's why he was winding it. Oh. I don't think it was specifically for Eliza. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So then he, uh, he ends up yes. finding true love in 2020. Whoa. Okay, spoiler. Oh, sorry. Give the ending <laughs> at the beginning. <laughs> What if he wanted to go back? Oh, okay. So you talked about Charles a little bit. Charles is played by the Hallmark actor who uh, is kind of the new leading man in Hallmarks, I feel. He's in quite a few. Ryan Peavy, is that his name? What is it? Ryan Peavy, I think. Like Peavy Mart. All right. Yeah, yeah. Like that. He looks like a lumberjack. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) He looks like a younger slightly more attractive version of Blake Shelton. Right, you're saying that. Yeah, I totally think he looks like him. He has this country vibe to his look, and it's probably just yeah. like he's got scruff. Yeah. He's he's a big man. Uh, but he plays Mr. Darcy in other Hallmarks, and so I, that's how I picture him, and I, I think he's quite an attractive man, but <laughs> his voice, on the other hand, is super low. It's so low. It's, it's so low very and low. it's so monotone. I was listening to the movie with my headphones in and his voice is just like bass in my ear. I was like, whoa, at the beginning. Then you get used to it. But yeah, I was surprised at how low and deep his voice was. Which I guess some people would find attractive and maybe that's why it's really, he's starting to really appear in Hallmark. That's true. Right? That's true. <laughs> but he is quite monotone, like you were saying. He is. He's, he doesn't show a lot of expression, and so I think that's partly why a lot of his characters are these stoic, supposed to be period pieces, because mm-hmm. even Mr. Darcy, you know, the period right. he was in, right. he had this per- certain personality, right. and th- this was no exception. He was supposed to be this genius 
kind of inventor, I think. Yeah. From 1903. And he became a millionaire really young. And so his whole marriage was a social arrangement. And so not a lot of emotion was meant to be portrayed. Right. Right. So so that's the main guy. And the main girl was... Megan. Thank you. Was her character's name. <laughs> yep. I try to take note of their names now because I never remember <laughs> their names. <laughs> yeah, I'm so bad at remembering their names. Mm-hmm. So tell us about Megan. Yeah, Megan is just this cute girl. She... Okay, so Charles in 1903 had this maid or like house maid, I guess. Yeah. Named Rosie. And so it turns out that Megan is actually Rosie's great, great granddaughter or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So she's related to this person who worked directly for him. And she she did her entire, what, dissertation on this Charles Whitley. And she was trying to be, what, a professor at the university there. Anyway, she's super into history very invested in this guy's story because he mysteriously disappeared on December 18, 1903, and no one knew the story of where he went. And so was that... Okay, I was confused on that. So was that when he went to the future? Yeah. Okay. I I felt like I did not connect those dots right away. Oh, but it makes sense. Yeah. It's, it, I just felt like that, that whole he disappeared was a little rash. Oh, yeah. Because he disappeared because he traveled into the future. Okay. So he, for all that time, he was missing because he's actually in 2020. <laughs> so it's not the classic time travel where time stops where you're from. Right. You know, a lot of time travel pieces, when you go to the future, you go back and nothing's changed. You've been missing. It's like Narnia. You've been missing for an hour. Right. 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 So it's, it's against that classic. Yeah. Because idea, because Eliza, the fiance, like her life continued and we find out later Mm -hmm. that she actually married Charles rival company owner or whatever. Rival in everything. Yeah. Yeah, In everything. I felt like the, the actors that played the characters portrayed them well but they were very different Mm. just like i felt like the female was so emotional right and a little bit over the top at times right so megan she had her life revolving around this guy because she worked at the museum that the house turned into so she's super over the top because like her life is invested into this. Also, she quickly believed him that he was from the past. Like very yes. quickly. I guess there was some evidence. I still <laughs> feel like not enough evidence. Let's be honest. That's true. That's true. But she was real quick to be like, I'm on board. This is this is yeah. who he says he is. But this the other thing about the girl that really well, it didn't upset me, but like she had a PhD she was interviewing to become a prof Mm -hmm. at the university Mm -hmm. and and this synopsis that you just read is like a tour guide and you're like well she's a little bit more than a tour guide she was the museum head operations lead like Mm -hmm. i just feel like they downplayed what she actually was or was capable of but that's just my personal Mm -hmm. it's true 
back a girl up type thing. No, it's true. So you had said that you don't actually like these time traveling movies. Yeah, I don't I don't love the movies when they have some sort of magical component to it. So sometimes Mm. Christmas movies will have a Santa and there's some sort of magical thing that Santa does for them to get them together or you know something like that or time travel is part of that so it's some sort of magical moment that is not real not that hallmarks are real <laughs> it just makes them they're very real <laughs> everyday everyday occurrences all the time um but it just like takes it to the next level and i'm just like mm, let's just stay let's just stay in our our pseudo reality here so is it all time travel? So let's talk, like, rabbit trail here of Back to the Future or About Time, one of the cutest movies. Oh, I feel like that's different. Those though. types of ideas? Okay, it's different. Okay. If I'm watching a I Hallmark, I just want, I just want like, a, <laughs> a story that's as close to being real as possible. <laughs> a story that, hypothetically, you could live through. Yeah. <laughs> And part of it is you're laughing so hard because you kept saying the word real in correlation to a hallmark. Exactly. Because I don't I don't think they're real at all. But I would yeah, like to yeah. think that they could be real. Right. Sometimes. I get where you're coming from. Yeah. I get it. And if there's time that's travel, fair. I'm like, all right, well, that's a write-off. That's not happening. Yeah. Well, that's not real. I know I'm not making any sense, but this is just... No, it makes... Yeah, this is just I what I it. think, and this is just how I feel. Yeah. yeah. Are you a fan of these? You're a... I mean, first and foremost, you're entitled to your opinion, oh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> uh, I find them a little... It's like Kate and Leopold. This is basically a ripoff of Kate and Leopold mm-hmm. with Kate Beckinsale and Hugh Jackman. And I didn't really like that one either, just because I feel like I get bored, mm. which is hilarious. Again, hallmarks are not entertaining. <laughs> you know everything that's happening. I, yeah, I just feel like I to this this movie I felt like went a little slow, and I feel like that's often time travel movies, right? Is it's a little slow for okay. me, mm-hmm. and and maybe maybe in the back of my mind I have the same thought of just like. There's no way this is possible. <laughs> Who would ever think this is romantic or feasible because <laughs> this guy's from 1903. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like one of the things in this movie that they did, I thought it was done well, was he like didn't understand a lot of the technologies. Yeah. It's true. So he's trying to explain the internet, trying to explain the phone. He seemed to be okay with it, which is different than a lot of time travel movies because mostly the person from the past is freaked out by technology. Mm-hmm. It's true. I had more of an open mind towards inventions. Yeah, that's that's very possible. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the big issues in the movie was this idea that his fiance Eliza married Moran. Moran. Hector? Uh, something like that. Started with an H. Some, yeah. Harry. Th- they're minor characters. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Eliza married him when, um, I almost called him Dominic. <laughs> Charles. 
left. He kind of looks like Dominic Cooper. Sidebar. <laughs> we never, um, <laughs> we never know names. <laughs> but so she marries, and he finds out, and he's all like upset about it. And while he's finding this out, he's at this family gathering of Megan's. Mm-hmm. One, not the best location to find this out. No. In front but of everyone. But two, he gets, he gets really upset that she knew and never told him. Yeah. Because there was a really good opportunity for her to tell him at the beginning. She, he asked yeah. her straight up, what happened? Do you know what happened to her? Because you studied me like crazy. And she was like, yeah, I, I don't know what happened. And and one of the guests on the tour brings it up and is just says, how do you feel about Eliza marrying? And she cuts him off. That was about the only misunderstanding this whole movie. Correct. It was. And it was brushed over pretty quickly. It was like, oh, I forgive you. Yeah. Uh But it also wasn't even that big of a deal. I feel like, but he did say uh, that once she did tell him what happened, that he thanked her for her honesty. So honesty was very important to him. So I guess, yeah, I guess he could be mad about that. Showed a true character in 1903 mm-hmm. to be an honest man or yeah, woman. He was, a, he was a real gentleman. We did not have a montage in we this didn't. movie. But, you know, I wasn't mad about it. There was an opportunity that, a missed opportunity, I should say, where she goes and buys him clothes of this day. And so they could have had some sort of shopping montage, but whatever. It was, it, yeah, they didn't need it in this one. Cause there weren't any snowball fights. There wasn't any baking. They were in the kitchen once, but like there weren't any really opportunities where you, like you said, we really expected it. Yeah, it's true, which is fine. Whatever. But there was a big surprise in the tree lighting scene or not the tree lighting scene. The family decorating right. the tree. Family scene. decorating the tree scene. Turns out Megan has a massive. Family. Yeah, which is never <laughs> mentioned. We know that she has parents, but then all of a sudden she has a brother, and the brother, yeah. Steph, you pointed it out. Who is the brother? Mr. Caleb from Heartland. Who? <laughs> not seen that guy. I did in not years. recognize him without a cowboy hat on. <laughs> so. I recognize him pretty quickly, partly because I've seen him in other ones. He's always in the background. But I I also just think his face is pretty recognizable. But his hair was all slicked back. And he wasn't wearing clothes that were for a ranch. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He also always has this kind of quirky, geeky personality. I was. And he had it in this one. I was going to say that his voice was very familiar. That. Yeah. A little loud. Yeah, when you when you said, "Is that Caleb from Heartland?" I was like, "The voice, yes, <laughs> I recognize it." Yeah, right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's always exciting to find someone else from a different cheesy show or movie <laughs> in Hallmarks. But I mean, I, I feel like this Hallmark. I don't know if it was your classic Hallmark because I don't think time travel is massive no. in the Hallmark industry, yeah, no. or the like. It did have setting in the 19, like 1903. Like we, we don't really see that kind of wardrobe or setting. Uh, We were talking about Hallmark milestones. And when I say milestones, I mean like your classic events. And one being the tree Mm -hmm. lighting. And this just came to me as I was watching it. And I texted Uh you about it. 
Because as I was watching it, in most Hallmark, specifically, obviously, Christmas movies, there's tree lightings and everyone's gathered around this massive tree. The whole town's excited. They do a countdown and they hit a button. And today just reaffirmed it to me that they're very anticlimactic. Yeah. <laughs> I watched it and I was just like, that's not impressive at all. Yeah. And they all say, ooh, ah. <laughs> and I think, hmm, I wouldn't. I feel like yeah. if they, you know, if they went all out with it, it would be more impressive. But it was just the tree that was lit. And sure, it's a big tree. But I feel like you need to have like a pitch black town square with the tree in the middle. And yeah. then you turn on the lights and it's like literally the entire street lights up. Like that would be. Well, because. The street was lit up when later in the movie, when he's walking and thinking through um, Meg and lying to oh, him. Right. And meets the guy putting the light in the Christmas tree. The whole, the, tr- the street That's was true. lit up quite That's nicely. True. And so, I, and it could be that I just watched, I just watched uh, on Disney Channel. They have this whole, how they decorate for okay. Christmas. That place yeah. is unreal. And so watching that and then watching this Hallmark tree lighting, you just think, yeah. <laughs> just not impressive (laughs) that's fair so i hope one of these other movies impresses me with their christmas tree we have yet to be impressed by christmas tree (laughs) another milestone that um i'm literally just thinking of right now is that they had that classic scene of her being on some sort of step ladder or something like that where she's looking for something and then she loses her balance and then he comes and catches her and you could totally yeah. see it coming um and i was just like yep there it is <laughs> we've missed that we haven't had that yet and so this one i was like yeah no it's true <laughs> the thing that was and hallmark is royalty in terms of this the idea of eye contact <laughs> yes <laughs> yes hallmarks are one of the reasons why I dread eye contact. <laughs> it is intense. And you're looking into each other's souls. From like, not not just like, it, from any distance. It could be from across the room. It could 100%. be just, you know, like nose to nose, basically. And anywhere in between. Yeah, so this one definitely had that. Where, you know, he was delivering his speech at the end. And when he said the word love, they made eye contact. <laughs> she's all teary-eyed yeah so i felt like the tension was built mostly through their eye contact every so often they tried to get a fun flirty going but yeah it felt pretty forced it was supposed to be like acting because whenever that happened it was in front of paying guests at this museum Mm -hmm. at the house oh but there was something that happened stuff that you texted me about and you laugh really hard about it because it was his what big was reveal at the party oh the yes party they uh so you know how in all hallmarks they have usually a ball at the end and the girl comes down in this amazing dress and everyone gasps and he meets her at the bottom and says you look lovely <laughs> And she goes, you do too, really awkwardly. And she goes, I mean, <laughs> handsome. They always have that thing where they say you can't call a man yeah, yeah. beautiful or something. And so this one was the opposite. Real role reversal where she was at the bottom wondering where he was. And then he came out in this tux. 
he stands on the top and everyone gasps and he comes down and he goes sorry i'm later this thing doesn't seem like it's been worn for a hundred years which it hasn't and then he goes how do i look and she goes oh perfect it was made for you wink yeah, wink because they're the only ones that know that he's from uh over a hundred years ago <laughs> in the past they're the only crazy ones <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah that was a so that was that was an interesting for reversal. Sure. But yeah, I'm just thinking at the mm-hmm. end of this because I'm gonna spoil it now. Okay, we're yeah. at the end of our podcast. He it's fine. chooses to stay in the future. Yes, and yeah. I was just thinking, how do you explain that now? Like, where did this guy come from? He doesn't have a birth certificate. He doesn't have anything that <laughs> records that he lives in this day and age. He's got like no, you know, bank accounts or record of anything. <laughs> he didn't even bring his billfold. <laughs> billfold. <laughs> Which is his yeah. wallet, FYI, everyone. Oh, his choice of language or words was pretty funny. But yeah, I was like, okay, so how are you going to deal with this now? Where's, and is he going to live in the it's museum true. this whole time or like? It's very true. I didn't even think about that. Um, probably because my brain <laughs> shuts off in all this. But it is true. Yeah. What are you going to do now, Charles? What yeah, are you going to do now? His name is this super famous guy <laughs> from this museum. So how, like, do they just change his name? He takes the secret but to his But then how grave. do you actually go about getting these documentations of who you are if you've never existed? <laughs> You know, you're actually asking these questions. Well, Steph, I hear your point, but logistically, how are they going See, to get all this partly stuff? why I don't like the time travel thing, because it's just like, there are, no, you can't just exist in society. You have no imagination. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, what, what do you rate this Balsam Hill rating? Out of five, I would give it... I'm trying to remember what I had given Andy Walker's. I'm going to give okay. this one a two. I found it boring. I I never bought into it the whole time. And I felt like there was no connect there. Yeah, fair. So for me, it's it's maybe a two, and it's mostly just because I, I was bored. Yeah, I think I would agree with that. I would also give it a two. I was just not... Oh, well, first of all, time travel <laughs> points a lot. Yeah, that was a <laughs> yeah. loss right off the bat. <laughs> um, I do like the, you, you know, the incorporation of history because, like, I do like history. It's pretty interesting. But I don't like the fact that he was mm-hmm. the history. Right, right, right. Yeah, there wasn't anything super exciting about this one. Shoot, right. a little disappointed. But... There it is. Oh, well. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>